0: please listen carefully
1: welcome to the rick and dot show two dudes a podcast and some laughs
0: prepare to be underwhelmed
1: and away we go okay so we're uh we're back this week uh after a quite a uh, eventful week um across the board <laughs> um with having uh, some of our uh, our first projects and to dos for our media swap uh, as well as uh, quite an eventful weekend or a planned eventful weekend for myself and then something that was completely different uh, or you know as uh Monty Python used to say and now for something completely different um, <laughs> so uh how is how was your week uh, just from uh, since the last time
0: we talked? Oh, man. Well, it was uh pretty good. What was it? We thought ta- I'm trying to think what day we talked like. So like everything's like just like been a constant blur lately. Um, the weekend was good. Oh, I, uh, I bought a Sega Nomad this weekend. That's fun. I, I um, remember
1: uh, going through and when I was when that was still a thing, when it was brand new, um, you know, having advertisements on the back of comic books and everything. Um, and uh, and kinda having that be one of one of the it systems that I, I never had my hands on. So that was that was uh something that
0: would would be cool to to check out and play. It is like so I grew up I grew up a Sega kid about like five years after everybody else was a Sega like Nintendo Sega. And I had a neighbor get one for like their eleventh birthday in like ninety nine. Man. And I was like that shit's so cool. And then I finally got one all these years later. I walked into this retro game store. I was looking for a um I was getting like I really wanted to play uh, some NES, but I didn't want to fight with my consoles mm-hmm. because like you gotta like you know like clean the contacts and this and that and then it's like a whole bunch of hoopla. And I was like, well, screw it, I'll just spend twenty thirty bucks buy a clone console, play a couple of the games that I wanna play and just deal with it until I buy like an AES or I think it's an AES, um, which is like a high definition clone console. That's like two hundred bucks. So yeah, actually,
1: like... my one of my buddies was just telling me about that, and he was he was raving about it. As that's that's the way to go right now. Um, it is, but I just <laughs> I don't have the space and or the time as we'll get into as far as to to dig into that. But that's definitely something where uh, when I'm around, I would definitely love to to jump on some of those games and play them.
0: Absolutely, I uh, I totaled some stuff up this weekend too. Like it was over the week because I got curious. Um, because uh my no, my new phone's coming so it's going to be compatible with game collecting apps. Oh nice. <laughs> I don't know how an S3 isn't compatible with anything, but um I was kind of totaling up by hand and I was sitting there and I was like crap, I got like I've got like 15 games that are worth like a grand. Mm-hmm. And I was like that's so cool. Like it's just like it's just sitting in my closet. Like I've played a couple of them and I'm like, "Oh, this game's 200 bucks. This one's 100." You know, so kind of yeah, it was kind of cool, and uh, I really just the game. One of the games I wanted to play was Color a Dinosaur. Okay. And uh, which is a coloring book on the Nintendo where you just color dinosaurs. <laughs> um, partly because I wanted to make sure it still worked, and, and like, partly because it's, you wanted to color a dinosaur. Yeah, like it's the the game like gameplay. There's air quotes. It's so atrocious that like. <laughs> like it's just bad like you hit a button and it just fills the entire screen so you know i, I wanted to you know i wanted to play I, re- I wanted to play some shatterhand and mighty final fight um which if you ever find an nes classic i'm going to tell you what games you need to dump on it okay um but yeah like but ended up buying the nomad ended up walked into the shop they didn't have it i saw the nomad in the case and it looked in pretty good shape and i was like all right And I sat there and I look at the guy And I brought some extra trade stuff Because I was like well you never know what you'll find And uh, pointed to it And he was going back and forth And I was like What are you gonna you know what are you asking on it And he just looks at me looks at the system And goes 50 bucks And I'm just like well shit Like those usually go for double that And easy Easily go for double that Especially when it's one that's working, mm-hmm. and so I'm like hemming and hawing, and I like I should have haggled with them, and I just didn't, and I was like, shit, like all right, I'm gonna I'm gonna dump some of this trade stuff that I bought for a couple bucks, so you know, like cost me maybe fifteen bucks in cash, Like I'll go dump this and get uh <laughs> and get get this nomad for like twenty thirty bucks.
1: Now, what kind of power supply does it have? Is it like rechargeable <laughs> batteries or built-in battery or?
0: So my favorite is. It has three different power source options. Um, there is it. It has a battery pack, um, which fills fills like eight double A's, um, and lasts about approximately three hours. Um, it has a rechargeable battery, but since they're all old, all the rechargeable batteries don't work. I have no capacity. Yeah. <laughs> um, and it has an an adapter because one of the things about the Nomad. Um, is that it's a portable genesis it's a legit portable genesis mm-hmm. so it has av out and everything too so it makes sense that it would basically take the same power supply as every other genesis product or sega product i should yep. say around that time frame so i uh <laughs> I, I he like i he was like you know i hemmed and hawed and i was like you got a charger with this and and he's like yeah and i was like looked at it i knew it wasn't fucking right but um I was like, yeah, you throw that in too. I was doing my best gym. And uh, <laughs> and then uh and it completely uh, so I, you know, because I knew I had the chargers back at the house for it anyway. Yep. Um <laughs> and then I bought some Sega Dreamcast games and I was super excited. Um but I forgot I I got so excited off of the high of getting the nomad that I didn't do my work and check for disc rot on like the main games that I wanted to get in the Sega Dreamcast stuff. Okay. So I paid 30 bucks for 16, 17 Dreamcast games, like some sports, and um, there's some sports titles, but I didn't have any, and I'm trying to go for a complete uh, Dreamcast collection, which is only like 200 games. And I was like, well, shit, this puts me at, like, 30%. And I've already got, like, some uncommon titles and stuff, and I was like, okay. Um, and there was a copy of Power Stone, and I totally forgot to ch- check for rot. Oh, that stinks and i got home and that thing is fucking just looks like a fucking moth ran through the data <laughs> and i was just like oh man and i was like well maybe it'll work maybe it'll work and like and like you know I, he like told me to name a price and because i was trying to be fair and i saw power stone i was like they're all loose but there were like some you know like each Sega dreamcast games loose for, like 10 to 15 dollars a piece for the majority of them mm-hmm. So I was like, "Well, shit! Power Stone's like forty bucks. The other games are like that. I want to get a collection first, and then upgrade to cases um, if they if I can't find them." And I was like, "I'll do thirty bucks on everything." He's like, "Okay." And that fucking game—it's <laughs> still like—it went from being a really good deal for me to being like just like a kind of good deal. Yeah, that is not like great for me. I was so bummed
1: because you know, you I, I do some extra work to actually make it worthwhile. Anything. <sighs>
0: Yeah, I mean it's all stuff that's going into the collection. There was like eight sports titles. The real, what I really wanted was just like Power Stone, and um, so now that's basically probably going to get dumped off somewhere to uh, certain a certain giant retailer game retailer that's taking games. So uh, because they don't test their stuff um, <laughs> or train their employees, so pass on the loss.
1: So uh kind of jumping into what what I had planned for the week of doing uh some uh, website updates so that we're not just pointing to SoundCloud but we do have rickanddon.com uh up uh as a landing page for the for the show. Um, it just links to SoundCloud at the, at this point but uh eventually uh We'll we'll get up some uh, you know episode specific pages and things like that, uh, as well as links to stuff we want to talk about on the show and show notes and and things like that, um, and also to the the Facebook and Twitter pages, so it's a little bit easier to link through. So at least that's a start. Um, <clears throat> so I, I had planned to do that on Sunday. I had planned to do some mic checks. So I, I switched headsets tonight. Um, I still need to to figure that out um, since uh, when we're talking here and when i'm recording anything else on my mac everything sounds good um but then you know when it's actually produced and some of that stuff like i sound tinnier than you do like right now you sound mm-hmm. great in my head um or i should yeah. say through the headphones not in my head um i don't <laughs> hear you in my head um and so i just i wanted to, to play around with that and see whether it was the mac or the pc and the the gaming headset i have mm-hmm. um and just some stuff came up on Sunday with family, uh, and we weren't able to do that. So we had to, to run out at the last minute. Um, I was also trying to get my taxes ready, um, uh, or at least prepared uh, on Sunday. <laughs>
0: yeah.
1: Most of the people that know me would, would describe me for the most part as a, as a happy-go-lucky person. Um, I, I'm pretty even-keeled and not much will rattle me. The only thing that really in the entire world that gives me anxiety of any way shape or form is like tax season slash tax preparation (laughs) because it feels like this ridiculous gamble where it's just like i don't know do i owe ten thousand dollars or should i be getting five thousand dollars back and it's just like there's there's (laughs) no concept to it where like if you make the same as you did last year it could still be a completely different outcome um i mean i guess that's where like i've as uh ever since i i've been deemed uh an adult you know i've been pretty uh computer savvy and and you know very much around um programming and coding all that stuff and so there's things where it's like the when something is idempotent it it means basically you get the same output for the same input um mm-hmm. Sorry, deterministic, that's what it is. I I'd not put it in something different. Um, deterministic is same inputs, same outputs. But if I have the same inputs to my taxes every year, I get very different I- outputs every year. Um, and so it's, just, it's something where I've gotten screwed before in the past when I was working in college. Um, I've, I've paid a decent amount uh, every year. Um, when uh, I've been working professionally, um, I always end up taking out more out of my paycheck just to cover it. Um, sometimes that's enough. Sometimes that's not. Um, and so this year will be technically the year that I cover um, moving from uh, oh, that's from right North yeah. Carolina to Illinois, since it, it was part part of the year. Um, so I mean, I have all of that on my W twos, and and that's all categorized correctly. Um, but it's just it's it's never a fun time for me, and that's like the, that's the only part of the year where i i like my skin crawls i get sweaty blah blah <laughs> blah and so so i i was gathering a lot of the information for that when we had to kind of pick up and, and drop everything to, to head out sunday night um prior to wanting to get to all of the the pod stuff but um none of that really got got done but we'll hopefully get that done uh later this week or, or later this weekend yeah. um and so kind of all of that of saying like not getting anything done um, like I, I've got a big project at work that i'm I'm leading and it's it's got some tight deadlines um so I, I've been juggling that and trying to get everything else done and so the the weekend didn't help with that, but we're still we were still you know pretty tight uh on on schedule for that um, and I was coming back home today to go into our spare bedroom um to set up something to record uh, for a video for, for work or kind of like a, a video uh, chat session uh, for work. Um, and I walk into our spare bedroom, which is where I recorded last time. Cause it's got
0: mm-hmm.
1: more controlled lighting um, than having like the sunshine in and me sitting there looking like mm-hmm. uh, a pale washed out ghost uh, in front of the, the <laughs> MacBook camera. Um, and I, I take a step <laughs> down and I hear a squish and like a splash <laughs> And I'm like, um I didn't leave any food in here. We didn't knock any water bottles over. And then I look down and I'm just standing in like an inch of water in our second bedroom. And I'm like, <laughs> okay, what the hell is this? And then I'm just looking around and it's just like basically half the room is just <laughs> flooded with water. Um And so like I... I Obviously first thing that you, you you do is like check to see where it's coming from and and everything mm-hmm. and I could I could hear it was basically coming from inside the wall that's next to our bedroom which <laughs> is between It's inside uh, the house. Uh, exactly. That that's what I thought. <laughs> um but we live in a condo building with uh with essentially concrete floors and ceilings and uh prefab walls and stuff. Um so I, I could tell it was coming in the wall um between the uh washer dryer area and the entryway to our, our second bedroom. Um and I was just like, I don't know what to do. Like I, the first thing I did was obviously like <laughs> I unplugged the uh the electrical outlet that or the extension cord that was on the ground uh from the wall so that you know there's nothing's you know arcing or jumping. Um since it, it had already tripped one outlet that had a GFCI on it. Um but uh we'll end up having to to figure out uh you know what the the root extent of it but like basically i'm sitting there um and it's like okay like i'm running around like okay got this got this check like check stuff and i'm just like it just i can hear it inside the wall and it sounds like there's a faucet turned on inside the wall that like how can i control any of this because it's inside a wall i have no access to like it's a a wholly internal wall but there's obviously a cavity there for the pipes to flow up and down the building Mm -hmm. um and so, like, that's one of the, the ones where I I haven't had that many times. Um, but it's another situation where it's like you always, like, think you would know exactly what you want to do in a given situation. Um, but this was one where, uh, like, similar to, to over the summer, um, or actually it was back in the, the fall, um, when the Cubs were in the World Series, we went out with some friends uh, the night of Game 7 of the World Series we had made our way to, to Wrigleyville, uh, rain delay, so we started walking back a little bit because we, we didn't know how long it was going to be. We ended up watching the game. Uh, I believe it was Clark Street. Um, oh, they won. Everybody was so going cool. crazy. Uh, and then so like it started to subside, and we started like walking back, and I, I needed to catch the train. Um to get kind of further south. And so I walk around and then I always wondered what it would be like, you know, in like a zombie apocalypse, where everybody, you know, uh, everyone's a huge fan of the walking dead, but I turn the corner and all I do is like, I turn the corner and there's a massive sea of probably a thousand to 2000 people just running up the street, the opposite direction of, of me. Um, and I'm just like, Oh, okay. I'm just going to go hide in the corner <laughs> and wait for this mob to pass. And then I'll try to, it was basically at that point, like every video game you've ever played, where you just have to go down like a tunnel, 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 and like go in each crevice. That's all I was trying to do was just like, stay out of the way. And I was just like, if I was ever in a zombie apocalypse, like I would know what to do where I'm just basically, you know, just cowering in the corner um, (laughs) where you think everything else is, is going to be different. Um, But it was kind of the same thing this afternoon uh, when that happened, where I basically got home and I was like, Okay, like, I called down to the, the front desk, and it was giving me, like, an error number because I wanted to call um, uh, <laughs> them and, and let them know maintenance, like, needs to get here ASAP, like, you're going to have flooding further, blah, 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 um, and then I figured, I was just like, I have no idea, I was like, so, this is running, like, nothing else is going to happen, Um I guess I'll just go down and tell them because like (laughs) me standing here, just like staring at it, isn't going to do anything. Like we don't have a shop vac or anything to suck it up or kind of stop the water. Um, (laughs) so I, I went down and told them, but even then it was just like walking in the room I ended up just having, um, and there was just like two inches of water on the floor and just ridiculous. And and so like, I ended up like I had to unscrew the bookshelf, um, the Ikea bookshelf from the wall since that is the, the probably the one and only time uh, I've actually secured it to the wall and followed all the directions. (laughs) Um, So I I did like take stuff out of the bookshelf, move it away. Like, and just, it was, it was just insane, but I felt like I was, I could have been wearing hip waiters and it would have been the same. Um, So obviously that's through my whole day off and uh, like, we're still, we're going to have to get the carpet replaced um, and all that stuff. So that that's going to be a nightmare when we basically now have, it's a, you know, two bedroom condo that now we're going to be down to, to two bedrooms worth of stuff with uh, uh, with one bedroom. Um, so we, we got to see where we may do that or kind of what's going to go there. So I've got to move the, the, the futon slash couch out of that room. Um, so I have a feeling we'll probably end up going <laughs> with the, uh, the Kramer uh, aspect of just like levels of <laughs> pillows in the living room. Um, so we'll have our normal couch out there. The other couch from the that converts into a bed in the, from the, the guest room um, and then we'll just kind of connect it all. So if you want to get into the seating area, you have to hop over the back and then it's just, you're just sitting like, there's no floor space. It's all just like elevated seating space. Um, and so that's like the only episode of, uh, of Seinfeld I ever remember is just the levels of pillows, but, um, <laughs> That that was my eventful week, and so I mean, just the fact that we have the website up um, and it's showing our content is is a as uh, a win for me right now. Uh, yeah. So hopefully uh, by by this week, if uh, by this time next week, there might be more content there. You know, assuming something doesn't fall from the sky um or if you know global warming keeps happening since it is 60 degrees 65 degrees today oh in chicago, my
0: god right um, and you're
1: in chicago in february <laughs> um so i mean it's it, it is i am recording with the door open or with our sliding glass door open um so there may end up being train sounds um at Ooh. some point since we live close to the train tracks uh we also live close to police stations and a couple of rehab uh like uh physical rehab facilities. So, um, there's Mm -hmm. ambulance and fire truck sounds all the time. Um, so there may just be some, you know, mood music this episode since it is so warm in our apartment, um, because it is so warm in Chicago. So that's kind of the only, uh, positive of it happening today is it's supposed to be 70 degrees tomorrow. So, uh, it'll basically be baking in that room and hopefully everything will, will dry out, uh, quickly. Um, so we can get all the stuff out there and then they can come in and rip up the carpet and replace it since it's it's getting replaced. So uh, the the weather is actually turning around, uh, you know, until it gets cold. So I think it's actually supposed to snow on Saturday. Um, oh, so, you know, it, it's not going to last forever, but, you know, it is it is a, a nice short term thing.
0: Well, I've got a window open. It was absolutely gorgeous Sunday. Um you know, I'm not one. I'm not like much of a weather weather kind of person. Like, I'm not one to walk out and it's just like be like, "Oh my god, this is just the best weather I have ever seen in my life." You know, I'm not. I'm not the kind of person to do that. There are people that do that, and, no, and they do it no matter like what the weather is. But this this like past weekend and especially Sunday, like we jumped in the car to go to that uh, game store on the other side of town, and I was just sitting there and I was like, "Man, I'm like this is fucking beautiful." Like I'm sit you know, it was just temperature was great, you know, sunny, and I'm just sitting here and I'm like, How can you tell me global warming doesn't exist? Exactly.
1: <laughs> like. Well and that's one of the memes that I've seen is, is basically it's like a lot of like uh um happy conflicted people and it's like me enjoying this weather but also realizing that global warming is real and so, or you know, or still contending that global warming is real and stuff like that. So yeah, that's that's all still there. <clears throat> But that's how I I knew I was basically a a true – or I I had acclimated to Chicago weather basically from North Carolina weather um, after uh, a couple of weeks ago when I was going to the gym. And it's like it's 30 degrees out. Do I need a jacket to go outside? And so now when it's it's 50 out, I'm going out in shorts and a hoodie and people are looking at me like like I'm crazy. And I'm like, no, like it's 50 degrees. Like it's not a problem. Like I'll be fine. Um, or like I'm riding the, the, a bike back from, from the gym the other day. Um, and people are looking at me wearing shorts. Like I'm crazy, but I'm like, I just worked out. I'm super warm. And then yeah. it's not very cold out anyway. So it's just like, yeah, it's just, it's just really weird time where, um, uh, it's going to, I can only imagine like, it's going to be like negative 20 at some point in March and it's just going to be ridiculous. <laughs> I, uh,
0: I, I do want to mention this before we do get into, a. Uh... Do get into our topics here. Um, I know some of our listeners are very concerned about uh, about our our Nintendo Switch countdown. Okay, we've got we've got a couple days. Uh, we've got oh geez, March third. So oh, next week, next week Nintendo the Nintendo Switch launch, uh, launches, uh, and there'll be an advertising campaign uh, led by our boy john cena <laughs> the united <Okay>. states <laughs> so uh there's there's two fun facts for you longtime listeners there uh two little treats you get a little nintendo switch hype from hype from me and uh we get to mention john cena again in another episode so
1: <laughs> uh, almost a recurring character at this point
0: <laughs> i know i know you know we probably ought to like we ought to hit him up and be like hey we, we, you should you should come on our podcast and uh you would probably probably get them just be like be like a make-a-wish or something yes yeah, just don't go. tell them <laughs> <laughs> so
1: yes yeah, so actually i had uh there were I, th- I believe over the weekend in chicago a couple uh switch events um that I, it was kind of like an open house type thing where people uh some of my magic buddies uh went down and uh they posted pictures and were waiting in line and uh, got some cool oversized foam hats, and I guess got some previews of some games and stuff like that. So um, everything I everything I, I've kind of heard back so far on it from people that, that have uh, relatively firsthand experience has been nothing but good stuff. So uh, it'd be interesting to see where it's gonna how it's gonna launch.
0: I know. I'm hoping I'm hoping they these stores were smart enough not to sell all their pre order allocations. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think I'm gonna end up taking that Friday off of work. And just hopping from store to store trying to get a switch, um, because I missed the window to pre-order a day after the announcement. Nice. Like, yeah, like that's ridiculous. Yeah. And there's there's a whole bunch of scalp there's a whole bunch of scalpers that are showing up on Craigslist and offer up, like that's ridiculous. That's a that's another that's a whole other thing entirely. But.
1: Well, yeah, I mean that was kind of the what happened when the Wii first came out. Like, I mean, mm-hmm. it was. Uh, um crazy where like all the stores were legitimately sold out and stuff like that. And by some random series of events, um, I ended up getting a project assigned to me at work where we wanted to do a demo, um, for our, you know, enterprise business software that integrated with the Wii. So it was going to (laughs) be something cool, something fancy. One problem. We didn't have a Wii and everybody (laughs) was sold out. Um, so, it, it, that was a uh, pretty eventful a couple of weeks, and then it was just like one day w- the guy I was working with was like, "I called around and they have one in Mebbin, so I'm w- I'm going to go and <laughs> haul ass to Mebbin and get it from there, and then we should be good." And it's like, okay, so yeah, so we, like he ran out there, was able to like get the last one they had, drive back to RTP, um, and then like we set it up in the conference room and like we were able to get the demo done. But it was like now we did th- we did that when now I just have a Wii that, like, I have to store in my cube that I have, like, nothing else to do with. Um, (laughs) And I just kind of, like, as I moved offices, like, I just kept moving it with me. And then eventually, I think, like, two years ago, I just dumped it off to one of the, the development teams so they could have it in their common area or whatever. But that was just, like, again, like something else that was very similar to, like, all the stores were sold out, all the pre-orders were sold, blah, blah, blah. They were just going up for like 800 bucks on Craigslist. And then it, it, you just had to like keep calling around and keep tra- chasing it and stuff like that. So, um, yeah. <laughs> but that was also like the demo we were doing it for was in Australia. So then I had to pack my laptop, the demo laptop and the Wii and carry that from <laughs> like here to Australia and, and everything. And that was, that was, uh, not fun nope. at all since I ended up walking oh, no around shit. Like, the majority of downtown central business district central business district sydney with two laptops and a Wii on my back as i like my hotel room wasn't ready when i got there um <laughs> so that that's kind of more than uh more than a, a couple of uh uh triggering memories for for me there <laughs> yeah oh but it'll man. be it'll look forward that's to funny. uh um Getting some, getting some good info uh, once you do get your hands on, or at least having some epic stories for acquiring
0: a Switch. So, like, my thing is, it's like, everybody's like, well, do you want to play any of the launch titles? And I'm not really big into Zelda, but my thing is, all the titles I want to play come out in April. So, I want the system, I want to be able to hook it up, figure out how to use the stupid thing, and, like, be able to just go to the store and buy the games that I want to buy, To play them, (laughs) Mm -hmm. like everybody's talking about. Oh, what games you gonna get with launch? And everybody's Breath of the Wild, Breath of the Wild. Like apparently, like their Breath of the Wild sold out too. Like just the game cartridge, which is makes absolutely no sense to me, Um, because people are. I guess people are going to probably start trying to scalp that too, and um, but like you know, I was probably going to get Bomberman mess around with a little bit, and then when April comes out, that's, like, all the games I want to play, and I want to get it before the holiday season on top of it. Because I know it's good. It, the system looks good. And I also just want to, like, see the stupid thing. I think my hands are going to be too big for the controller. Mm-hmm. And it kind of bones me out, but, you know.
1: But it, it's, it's got that kind of sweet spot of... um I want to say gaming platform, but also kind of like just like tech gadget doohickey. So yep. it's like it's something where it's people just want to kind of play with it just to play with it, but then also just you know play with it because they they have all the systems where they want to, um, have uh mm-hmm. Zelda and, and all the uh kind of the Nintendo uh sweet spot titles,
0: yeah, yeah. Like you know, I, I'm looking forward to getting my hands on one, and what sucks is because. Uh, So I finally got my stuff for the Series 65 to be able to study for it. Um, So um, that way I can do more finance stuff. And that way I can charge people for financial advice. Um, (laughs) So like we were going over that and they're like, yeah, you know, you just want to make sure you're still selling and, you know, don't ease up on that. And I'm like, I like I don't I'm just going to you're going to give me opportunities. I'm going to tell you that I gonna. I want to do them. You know, my heart may not be there completely, but, you know, I don't get a, I don't get aroused thinking about finance. And yeah. I work I, I work with some folks that are, you know, really gung ho and really into it, um, which is cool, which is cool. You know, um, but, you know, I'm kind of just, you know, building skill set and taking taking the experience and the writing and stuff. But yeah, so I know what sucks is that I, I want to try and finish it so I can do more stuff. And I just got the book, you know, I'm g- I am know on my luck I'm going to find the stupid thing on Friday and just waste an entire day where I could be studying, like, messing around with Wii U and, like, look, there's a news app. And, like, <laughs> I can check the stock market, yep. like <laughs> – I just know I'm going to end up wasting a whole day. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's just look at everything I can do
1: and just adding to it. And then it's like, oh, I'll <laughs> never come back to it. But, you know, it was perfectly fine wasting those two three hours uh, that that day just kind of figuring everything out. Yeah,
0: yeah. and I was thinking about, like, whether or not if I was just going to do, like, a half day and go in, go in later and, like, bring it with me. But I know I'm not going to get any work done because mm-hmm. I'm going to be like, Oh, you have a minute, so and so? Check this out! Isn't this neat? And watch the HD Rumble. It can tell you how many ice cubes are in the imaginary glass. Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> but <laughs> you know, it's it, it's going. It'll be it'll be a fun fun little thing. Oh <sighs> man! So
1: I think it's probably about time we can get into our uh, our topic for the week for. Uh... Circling back on our uh, our uh, media swap uh, yes. engagements, um, so do you want to go first? You want me to go first, or, or what?
0: Uh, wh- how do you want to start this? Um, yeah. So, I so I'm trying to think because I I know I've noticed some themes between the two a little bit. Um, but let's you go first and tell me. Uh, you know, I guess give a little. You know, some not if you want to give a synopsis or a breakdown, or just talk, like really, just talk about your experience with, uh, with, with uh, Gone Home.
1: Okay, so for folks that didn't catch up on Twitter or Facebook or anything, and we're only, um, and we're only uh, following. Uh, the the podcast itself. So we did a we did a media swap um, where we each assigned each other um, a, a topic or a, a, some media of some sort. Um, so Don assigned me Gone Home, uh, a a pretty uh, old school style game, um, uh, just kind of a storytelling uh, game that um, is more my speed right now um but uh not not my typical type of game um in the kind of the grand scheme of things i if you hadn't recommended it or it has been like assigned here like i probably would have never played it Mm -hmm. um so so with all that said i I did enjoy it a lot and it was it was definitely uh um some fun um for both the uh um the aspects of uh the, the game itself and and everything around it um so so kind of everything that I, I say here for gone home which i'll will the link has been tweeted um i I ended up playing it on Xbox one so I was sitting on the couch playing it all that stuff mm-hmm. um so you know comfortable playing it and everything um but uh the oh, I, I just wanted to preface everything by saying I did enjoy it I had a good time um I think you know I haven't replayed it, um, or I haven't gone back through it. Um, so I, I don't know how much of a replay value it has. We're kind of going back and now that everything's discovered kind of listening or kind of looking at the story elements in order. Um, so, so there may be some, some more cool stuff there or Easter eggs, but, um, the, I mean, for 20 bucks, it's a little high, uh, right now, but like if you can get it on sale or something, then it's definitely worth the time because it was, it was definitely worth it. Um, so, I mean, before I jump into that though, I, I did want to, um, kind of talk about just game design in general um okay and so uh not necessarily where i don't consider myself to be any um sort of, of game designer in any way um but uh very similar to the experience and and i, I don't get to play as many games as i i'd like to now um but mm-hmm. some of them are just you know home runs and then some of them are like Jesus, this is a waste of money. Um <laughs> like I the, the last game I, I picked up was uh, Final Fantasy fifteen. Um okay. and I, I talked about this some on, on Facebook, but like I, I'm a huge Final Fantasy fan. Um that's the whole reason why I ever have uh, Sony systems to begin with. I got a PlayStation um for Final Fantasy seven. Um and I've played that through like three or four times um i'm gonna start it up again here soon before the hd remake comes out just to to get a fresh playthrough uh you know eight nine ten uh 13 i didn't play was it i think 12 was the only non-mmo i haven't played so i picked up 15 and like i was excited for it but um it's a different style game it's much more Action RPG as opposed to traditional turn-based RPG, um, right. and so something I, I've definitely become accustomed to um, as I'm getting older, uh, and uh, not necessarily uh, lazier, but just I'm looking for games that uh, don't uh, that don't give me an adrenaline rush. Um, so, not something where mm-hmm. I need to kind of keep uh, my heart rate up and my response time there. So, like I'm a horrible first-person shooter game. Uh, player so like I I suck at Call of Duty I suck at everything else like when I got the Xbox One I picked up Overwatch Uh, that's fun but I think it's a little bit different where you just have to learn the characters as opposed to grinding it and being the fastest person on uh, you know uh, a hair trigger and stuff like that Um, so now I would rather I much prefer kind of like strategy or sports games and things like that as opposed to just all the latest like hack and slash action games where you just have to switch through weapons and do all this stuff. So I, I, wasn't a big fan of final fantasy with that, but there's two kind of competing story elements or, or game mechanics. Um, for final fantasy 15, the story, there's events that unfold that kind of make it so that you want to rush through the game as fast as possible. Like that's again, kind of mm-hmm. as the story kind of lends itself, you just want to go straight into it. Um, but then the game mechanics themselves, um, where there's, they implement a day-night system, um, and at early on in the game, you basically can't slash shouldn't be out at night because monsters are stronger and you can die very easily and things like that. Um, so it seems like the game mechanics versus the story are at odds with each other because you want to basically go through and, and you would... If, if the events that happened in the story happened to you, you would want to kind of resolve them as quickly as possible. Right, um, right. Yeah. However, the story, um, or the game mechanics are kind of holding you back and saying, well, no, you've got to sleep every night at seven o'clock because mm-hmm. there's big band monsters coming out that you can't move around in until, uh, you can, you wake up again at 6 a.m. So there's this really, there's a lot of friction there. Um, there's some other yeah. stuff too, as far as game mechanics, but they're, they're yeah. not really tie over to, to gone home. Um. So I mean that's that was just kind of as I jumped into it that was um, one of one of my thoughts and and so there there were some parallels after that um, but so the kind of now that i have done ranting and raving for for Gone Home um, but uh, the uh, it's it ended up being where you 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 are the main character um, you're coming home from uh, a trip in Europe um, to to visit your parents but you're getting home at one a.m um and they're in a new house which based on the story i didn't know if you if i don't believe you had ever been there so technically you don't know like the layout of the house um Mm -hmm. but when you get there your sister left you a note on the door that's kind of weird um and so starting the game and, and starting to play through it um i only uh knew that it was like okay basically you're walking in Um, and you have these, you know, very simple controls, look around, pick things up, interact with objects that, you know, get highlighted as you look at them, things like that. Um, so the entire time I'm walking through, I don't know if, uh, there's more to the game that's going to surprise me, which, which we'll kind Mm -hmm. of, uh, jump back to in in a little bit. Um, but kind of at the same time, it's like you get home to visit your parents, uh, at 1am, um and there's this weird note on the door. So either you would have, and the game's set in 95, so it's kind of before um, cell phones, so you wouldn't be able to call, text, do whatever. So it's basically you were just, all the communication was set up before you were kind of on the move. Um, But the whole time I walk into the house, I start walking around, start opening every door, start turning on every light, and then I'm like, if you get home at this time, why the hell wouldn't you just go to your parents' room and look for them? Like, as opposed to like, looking for everything because like (laughs) as an rpg player like i'm i'm conditioned (laughs) empty
0: all the cabinets exactly i'm conditioned (laughs) to
1: look under every pot to turn over everything to open every drawer so that's all i'm doing is i'm walking around turning on every light switch doing everything opening drawers um doing everything and before i'm like why the hell wouldn't you just go up to your parents room or basically just go find the room you're supposed to sleep in Crash. Wake up early and then go. Hey, what the hell's wrong with your sister's name? Um, so, like, I oh, mean, I the,
0: her name. Either. That's bad.
1: Yeah, that's why I, I can't remember <laughs> now. I I took some notes on my on my phone while I was playing, um, but I I didn't write down her name. Um, so, I mean, so the game it's itself is set up so that the you're kind of thrust into this mystery, but then it's like at the same time, not everything has to be a mystery, like there's not mm-hmm. always things that are going to be mysterious if you just kind of wait like it doesn't necessarily have to be a coincidence it's just a series of events or something um so it was interesting and so like i i started live tweeting you on on messenger some of the things and so <laughs> similar to like, opening all the cabinets like i understand it, it's like a it's a simple game um or a, not simple i should say it's a low budget game um and so you know the the gra- for the, the low budget of the game, the graphics were really, really well done, very high quality. And I was, I was impressed with just the overall kind of play quality of the game, but they use the same damn cabinet models for all the same cabinets. And so it's like that this one family that moves into a house now has 37 of the exact same like hallway cabinets slash writing desks that, I mean, those are going to be, you know, four or $500 cabinets that they just have like 37 of them littered throughout <laughs> the house. Um, and the entire time, like I opened every drawer of every damn one of them, and I didn't find anything. Um, so I guess we should start here. Where I'm not going to, tr- I'm not going to spoil the story. I'm going to spoil some of the game elements, but I'm not going to spoil the story. Okay. Um, just kind of looking at this stuff because if if folks want to play it, um, they can do that. Um, but yeah, so I'm not going to spoil like the key, uh, um, the key story points, but I, I'll spoil some of the mechanics and stuff. Um, and so like also walking through, like there's so many things that I'm like. Just again, because the ambiance is there, it's setting you up for it. Um based on where our apartment is situated, uh we have floor to ceiling windows in the in our living room slash kitchen. Um we're situated in with a south and west facing view, so we get sun from, you know, six thirty AM to Five six o'clock at night, um, so that really limits the time I can play. So I waited till Saturday night to play this. Um, I think I started about se- seven seven thirty. Um, so game kicks off. So it was
0: dark when you played,
1: exactly. Um, yeah. <laughs> so it was it was dark when I played. Um, I want to say Amanda was she had got home, but she was exhausted from the day, so she had passed out. So it's just me sitting on the couch. Um, I grabbed some some dinner. Um, and sat down and just started playing. Um, and so I, I had the, again, it was still pretty nice on Saturdays and it was warm in the apartment. I had the door open, I had a good breeze going. So when you jump into the game and it's like raining and thunderstorming and all this stuff, like it just, it, it starts like the hair starts creeping up on the back of your neck. Um, even for, again, like a low budget game, they were able to pull a lot of that stuff off really yeah. well. Um, so, you know, you jump in, you start walking through the house, figuring out what's where, um, and the dad, uh has like 18 different things going on for his life but like one of the things is he's he's he reviews uh quote-unquote hi-fi equipment which i think is a term that like isn't around anymore but basically you know like audio (laughs) video equipment um and so you walk into every room that has a tv and there's tons of vhs tapes but there's no goddamn vcrs where are the vcrs do they just not unpack them um and so basically like that's what uh it just ended up being something uh where they uh they had videotapes everywhere and then they'd obviously just moved into the house but the only other thing i noticed too was besides videotapes they just had three three ring binders everywhere that was like the only box that they packed <laughs> or unpacked was just like a gigantic like refrigerator sized box of three ring binders that they just decided to distribute throughout the house. Um so I mean obviously it's a game and they need things for you to pick up and interact with but like when you get to your parents house for the first time you moved in it's like hey mom what's with all the fucking three ring binders like what's going on? Um so that was that was one of the things that I saw there but um like I I went through every room, found everything, um explored the map like found some of the locked doors. It was like, okay, yeah, I, I know I'm going to have to figure out something to unlock this one. Um, you know, went upstairs, uh, explored other rooms, found your parents' room, found the sister's room, did all this stuff. Um, and so at that point I was like, because you had said it like took about three hours to play through, I was checking my time, pacing myself to figure out how long I had been playing, what like how much could I possibly find more, the map and all that stuff. So I, I will I will confess that at one point I just because due to uh time constraints, not wanting me to shit myself and also uh wanting to, to kind of just play through as efficiently as possible I did check out uh, game FAQs to figure out where I was mm. stuck at. Um I'd explored every house, I'd explored every room. Um like I knew that one of there was there was a locker in one of the rooms that I had to unlock. Um I right. probably spent about a half hour over analyzing all the possible numbers combinations that I could derive. Um by like uh because we had done some escape rooms over the summer when I was at a bachelor party, like I, I'm looking at some of the uh, handwritten notes that have things in different colors that I'm trying to interpret what numbers those could be and all of that stuff so i I had, I had not wasted enough time but I, I had gone through um, and so it, it ended up being um, a, a decent amount of stuff that that like I I knew I probably wasn't on the right track, so I was like, okay, let me just see where I need to go from here. So I had, I had found on game FAQs that there was a, a secret passage in some way where I just had to, to uncover something. Um, so basically once I had saw that, it showed up on the map and I followed that. And it was pretty much everything else I could um, kind of keep going after that. But that was just kind of like one hiccup that I hit
0: there. Um, I actually got stuck there too. I guess st- at the locker bit. Okay, because it's it's not clear where you end up finding the code for that exactly. And no, so, like-
1: so where it had unlocked the or where where it had showed up the um the secret passage, I just overlooked that completely. Um, mm-hmm. And so it was just it was weird that uh like I had just blazed through that, and then it was like oh okay, then it was just kind of like a domino effect of me knowing like after that it, it I was able to, to figure out everything that, that needed to happen mm-hmm. it, it just I, I needed to jump through that but like once you open the locker then there's um a key to another part of the house but it's like that's a pretty shitty thing to keep a key to another part of the house that's locked that you can only get there by yeah. getting out of this locker so it's like that that's you know a safety hazard as I'm sitting there like just like trying to think yeah. of like all the ridiculousness of uh, that, that's in the game um <laughs> So I mean, so I started walking through it, and I mean, the whole time you you go down into the basement at one point, and I'm like, okay, like I've, I watched The Shining when I was way too young. Um, Mm -hmm. I've read the both the the original Shining book. Um, They redone it, I believe, on NBC uh, when I was in high school. I read that novelization of that one, Um, and like just a bunch of other stuff. And it's like nothing good ever comes from going in a basement that has a boiler. Right. in a big house when it's like thundering and lightning <laughs> outside um so i'm just like again i i know this is a game like i know it has like a short time limit and like i'm pushing up against the time limit i'm gonna walk down here and something's gonna explode i'm gonna die like it just it's gonna it's gonna happen um and so it just like i just kept going through pushing through and it was just like what's gonna happen something's gonna happen something's gonna happen um and and so like, uh, uh, nothing ever did for me i don't know if that was if that was there um but like i i had stopped live tweeting you because i didn't want to um you to to kind of see how i was going about it or attacking like going through some of it but i was like at some point like what's gonna happen am i gonna find the parents that are dead was it like a murder suicide was it are there now right. ghosts in the house was there like a <laughs> seance that now you know fix something because at one point you see something where there's like an electrical uh, review of the house that says there's just poor circuitry. Um, and so I'm like, okay, so obviously I know I'm going to go hit one of these switches. It's the light's going to, the fuse is going to explode. The entire house is going to like, just be dark at that point. Right. I'm just going to be screwed. Right. So there, there was just so many story elements. It just kept adding up to it. It's like
0: mm-hmm.
1: all of this stuff, like, there has to be an answer for all of this stuff. Like, I mean, obviously right. like everything I'm doing, everything I've ever been conditioned for in a game is, is going to show me that, you know, there's a reason for this stuff being here. And then in the end, the story is, is simple. It's sweet. Um, it's very straightforward. Uh, I, I, I haven't, like I said, I haven't gone back and, and listened to some of it. Um, it was a little under, underwhelming for just kind of how quickly mm-hmm. it, it wrapped up. Um, but it was a very well done story, but there were so many story elements of, of what was going on with the parents of what was going on with the sister. Um, the dad being an author, um, and writing some like really, uh, some books about like the JFK assassination and, and then (laughs) a hi-fi reviewer, the mom being a park ranger, um, and having, uh, like some extra stuff there. And it was just, just all this, this weird stuff where there was like all these question marks where, I mean, at the end it felt kind of like an episode of lost. Um, or I, I felt, uh, Similar to, uh, to uh, the character of Jay at the end of Dogma um, when he's standing in front of Atlantis Morissette as God and he's just yelling like, who the fuck is this? What's going on here? Blah, blah, blah. And I'll drop the clip in here so that, that people can hear it. But it's just like just <laughs> ranting and raving because you just have all these questions and you have no idea what the hell's going on when it's just like it's so simple right in front of you. So um, it, was, it was very cool, very well done. Um, and I, I, I definitely will kind of check back through. And now that I have like all the story pieces assembled, like go and, mm-hmm. and read them in order. Um, but, uh, I, I mean, it was, it was very cool again, like kind of, as we talked on our first episode, a lot of the podcasts we listen to end up having a lot of, um, synchronicity with just everything that we're doing in life. Mm-hmm. Um, and so there was at one point, um, what the character's grandfather, uh, published a book on like the complete works of uh, james joyce um and so earlier that day coming back from the magic shop um i was listening to a, a, the episode of you made it weird uh, which i forget who the guest was but he was talking about he had just started listening or he had, he's listening to uh, a podcast called rejoice re colon joyce oh um,
0: yeah 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 that was a recent episode yeah, yeah. so it was
1: this was i think a january episode um and so it was just it was so weird that they were talking about that and how like how intricate joyce is and it's good for beginners and for um and for kind of literary experts and things like that and then now here it's like this is a book dropped by one of the characters who just like just like a throwaway character trait um, but it applies so well here because again, it's so sort of something where the game, it's a very straightforward game. Like you could drop anybody who hasn't played video games into it and they yep. can, for the most part, enjoy themselves or you drop somebody who's very experienced at playing any sort of game, uh, and gaming system and they would enjoy themselves as well. So it was just a very interesting tie in, um, yep. for that to kind of be there as well.
0: It, yeah. So the, so the, the tie in, um, so I guess what we can do, um, I guess, so I watched, um, uh, you recommended for me to watch the George Carlin special, uh, back in town. Um, and so I wasn't, I wasn't too, through, like, I, I, you know, I, I knew a, a little bit of Carlin. I hadn't watched a lot of Carlin. I mean, I knew the, uh, the, the seven, the seven, the seven dirty words, but, mm-hmm. um, and it was like generally, like g- generally familiar with Carlin, but so, um, so I watched that, and that was actually it was, it was actually really good. And the one thing that I noticed between, as I was telling you, there were like themes between, um, like I was starting to notice themes between the two pieces, and it's this idea of agency and urgency, and the, um, uh, both both of the pieces that were recommended definitely, uh, between Garden Home and Back in Town, um, both. Both have this urgency to them. And I love that because um, a very – it was one of these things that I – one of the things that I absolutely just thought was so insane that we recognized uh, – recommended these pieces to each other and that the key theme um, of these pieces, at least in, in my personal journey, has been uh, noticing things, um, expanding what I would consider an art medium. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, you know, after listening to, you know, listening to a lot, lot more stand up and a lot of the podcasts and that I've started to come to the realization that stand up comedy is an art form and, you know, not that it's like, you know, not that it was like a large jump for me to get there, um, but especially, you know, with the theater background and stuff, just like actually sitting down and realizing and just stating it. Um, and with gone home and I think, uh, with gone home, it also, uh, captured that idea of sort of video games as art or as interactive storytelling. Mm-hmm. And, and, with both of those, and, um, I, I not so much like we, or, or, you know, I don't want to, I don't necessarily want to spoil the Carlin piece. Um, but the uh, – they both – both the stand-up tells a story you know, in its way. Um, and I uh, – the reason I love it is because you start to see um, – that stand-up is like – I don't want to say like really special or magical. But the, the most intriguing thing for it is that you start to get this picture of Carlin as like – not as like the performer or as the stand-up comic you see but the person the, – the person behind the comic – and behind the performance that you're seeing, and I loved um, both of the pieces. Definitely uh, captured an idea of um, sort of societal standards. Mm-hmm. Um, some of some some of the standup is a little dated. I would love to see um, what Carlin like like I would say like I'd love to see what Carlin would say about smartphones and millennials but i already kind of have a feeling of what he would say about smartphones and millennials so <laughs> um
1: yeah the whole bit what? that ends with a uh, two man deep sea diving bell would fit right in with uh <laughs> would fit right in with uh the, an opinion of millennials
0: yeah like um and i thought what was so poignant um the the bit that he did about the <laughs> about the the four states yep. bordering each other like and, and just about our society's sort of obsession with violence and like that was like you know like that's timeless and you know the the part where he goes on about like collect calling and i'm just like ah uh. <laughs> um but you could almost tell like it seems to be this really interesting thing where um Especially nowadays, uh, stand-up comedy has been is becoming less about the jokes and more about presenting these things that could be humorous, um, but also sort of telling a story and doing a lot of like character work. And that's the that's that's like another thing between uh, between the two things too is in uh, implied or inferred. Characters characterization of People Um, um, With gone home um, It's not a spoiler Um, You're alone in the house (laughs) um, And you get the idea Of the family and characters all from the Interactions you have with items Yep Um, Which is evident within the first 30 seconds of the game Um, And with, uh, with the Carlin Carlin bit back in town or stand up. There was uh, a lot of characterization. You could really start to see. Um, it's weird too, but like you could really start to see who Carlin was as a person. Um, when he talks about you know the abortion, uh, when he talks about abortion and everything, and it's just this idea of someone who's. I don't want to say almost tired, but like there's this idea of where he's like, you know, why can't you know this is important, but the rest of this isn't, mm-hmm. kind of thing, and where you could. There's this bit where he almost seems, um, I don't want to say like run down, or, or, or he he seems like he's almost fed up that he has to say it so many times. Yeah, just and tired of the bullshit. Yeah, yeah, and like, and that's why it's funny is because he's like, I can't believe I have to say this. Mm-hmm. It's like, it's like the same thing. Where it's like if somebody's on fire and everybody's kind of just standing around the person, and you look and you're like, nobody's gonna tell him he's on fire. Like, <laughs> I'm like, Joe, you're on fucking fire again. Like, huh? Well,
1: it's <laughs> like, yeah. it's kind of it's very similar where you, you you call out the the character definition or character growth. Where it's interesting because. It is, stand-up comedy has, I mean, grown to be like you said, more of an art form and more of a social commentary. I mean, it always has been, but it's more accepted now with a lot more socially Mm -hmm. conscious uh, comedians and things like that, but kind of just even the set design, it's a pretty busy set design um, and in a, in a decent sized theater. uh, And he's just up there doing his thing, black t-shirt, black pants, uh, nothing fancy and, you know, a couple bottles of water. Um, And so that's what it, it was just interesting where like it's, um, he's almost taking the role of uh, an enlightened or an informed observer uh, as opposed to somebody who's actually like down in the muck with everybody that he's commenting on.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And um, yeah, that's a, that's a really good way to, to, uh, to describe that. Um, And, but at the same time, it's like, there was like that bit of like, you know, enlightenment. um, But it wasn't like, it wasn't from a place of superiority. It was just this place of we sort of have to do better, you know, if that makes any sense. Like, yep. he, it wasn't like, and it's one of these things where it's like, I noticed, because like, like I laughed, you know, there's some, some points I laugh at, and usually for me to laugh at, it's like very rare for me to laugh at stand-up, especially when I'm by myself. Mm-hmm. Like, I'll laugh at some stuff. um, Like, there's some bits that just absolutely kill me. <laughs> Fuck it. I'm thinking of Brett Morne.
1: Yeah. He, he's he got a couple of good bits on his special. I mean, kind of bringing it back to Carlin, like the one that, I mean, again, I didn't want to, as I told you on messenger, I didn't want to give you mm. the whole Carlin experience for this one. So, I mean, for this one, for you to get it kind of from my perspective, you would have to listen to this on repeat while playing Turok Dinosaur Hunter from start to finish. Um, So, I figured that was a little bit too much of a time investment. um, Since that's, you know, (laughs) the summer that that I discovered this, that's all I did was, you know, home from middle school playing this start to finish on N64, um, Mm -hmm. uh, or playing Turok uh, on N64, eventually using the God Code to run around with the Chronomancer and just blow everything up. Um, But, Mm -hmm. uh, and then just listen to this start to finish. So, I mean, there were so many of these bits that I quickly had memorized. And, I mean, they were almost. You know, a part of my breathing pattern that you know I could mm-hmm. I would be in sync with with so much of his delivery. But the the one piece that will never like I'll never forget is when he's like in your own words. And so when somebody's <laughs> like, so you know, in your own words, describe blah blah. And he's like, okay, Nick Fluck, Flourney, Quando Flu. And they're like, well, <laughs> what the hell does that mean? And he's like, well, you said it, in your own words. Like everyone else is using the same right. words that everyone else is using. So, and so I mean that's what. <laughs> When in, I've said it multiple times on like work conference calls when somebody's like, Can we put it in our own words or blah blah blah? and I'll just <laughs> mumble it and somebody's like, What? and I'll be like, Never mind, or like somebody's like picked up on it sometimes. But I mean, that's like, I just say Nick Fluck Floor and Flu so many times. Um and it just that's just one of the bits that has always stuck with me like no matter what i mean there's there's probably a couple other ones here and there like robin williams has a lot of good ones from his hbo specials mm-hmm. and things like that but uh there's just a couple of those key ones um in in this special that like i i think will probably go with me to the grave
0: <laughs> yeah like those it's funny you mention that because i definitely uh uh brought back uh, i didn't take any notes i'm really bad about taking excuse me i'm really bad about taking notes and um but that reminded me of something uh, like of the setup where um with modern day comics so the setup he would have would be um he would uh explain something a basic premise expound upon it and then sort of like i don't want to say out of like desperation like get a joke in there Mm -hmm. but like it was sort of like the setup of the pacing there for that too. And now with like modern day with modern day comics, I mean, he's well, what twenty one years of special. Like mm-hmm. now, comics, like it, all stand up comedy has totally changed, and even in the last what fifteen years, yep, like ten years, you know, or fucking five years, um, where they're uh, they're more likely in the more the more likely to take the risk of not telling a joke, which is so funny because he's saying this perf- like he's saying this stuff that's like really funny but he has to feel like he's almost like almost there almost has to be like a little joke like like oh, the people came for a joke got to give them a joke and um i like i thought that, i thought those parts of the, the parts of that were really funny and uh, that's a good part too but that's one of those parts where it's like i've got this joke we've got to sort of segue into and the whole seg- <laughs> that was that was the whole segue into it too it was just well, and that's
1: what there's somewhere again. Like, it's it, like he opens with just a bunch of like really heavy hitting social commentary mm-hmm. that's just insanely profound, but also insanely hilarious. And then, like, yeah. eventually he gets to a point where he just opens and it's like, hey, time for a few fart jokes. Uh, and so <laughs> yeah, it's like yeah. similar to like what you said, where you were always the guy talking about dick jokes. Like, I mean, it's, it's, you know, kind of the same thing where like no matter what you're talking about, you can be talking about these, uh, really you know high level thinking type things but eventually somebody's gonna want to talk talk about uh eating a lot of fiber and like farting out a swing (laughs) set or something like that so
0: (laughs) yeah and like golly like yeah it was like it was enjoyable like i rented it and just like i rented it off amazon ate some chocolate it was good it was a good time
1: so I Listen. think uh there's kind of the way you process it and the kind of the way you're talking about the experience um, he actually has a biography um, out or i guess it's more of a memoir um, that came out in two thousand and ten it 's called last words um, which i'll I'll tweet out a link for if any listeners want to pick it up. I have a copy um, I think Amanda has it or was reading it now, but i can I can send it your way um, to, to read it if you want there's there's a lot there where you can see the kind of his journey of how he got to being there. And so that's where like, Mm -hmm. I see it as like, again, you said like, the stand-up comedy has changed 10, 15 years uh, past, um, and so like he he played a lot of those different roles throughout his career. Yeah. And so it's like by the time he got to that special, he was he was basically a point of like that informed observer who didn't want to kind of participate anymore, just kind of uh, there but not kind of actively involved in everything. So um, that's a kind of a good read and a good complementary uh, medium uh, to to kind of add to that. If if you enjoy that and you enjoy specials, it, it's another good one.
0: Yeah, yeah. I'll have to. Uh, I'll add that. I'll add that to my little purchase list. Um, it's slowly growing, um, and it'll look better on my bookshelf than that copy of that Series sixty-five exam prep material. <laughs> yeah. And uh, <laughs> they're like, so you'll you'll so I uh, so they have these little. I uh, <laughs> get a bit of a uh, <laughs> sidetrack here, but they have those these like exam codes for the test prep, and they're basically sealed to the back of the book. And if you take it off, you basically can't return the book. Yep. So what I did was I basically just ran my flashlight on my phone through to get the code <laughs> off the back of the card. <laughs> and I was looking at my coworker, and I was like, I'm like, don't open yours. And she's like, why? And I'm like, because like, we can return these fucking books. <laughs> she's like, what if they check to see if the code's been activated? And I'll be like, how? <laughs> I don't,
1: yeah, I don't think they're going to go that far. They're just like looking to see. Okay, yep, it's intact. Go for it. Yeah,
0: yeah, like... So, um... But, yeah. Yeah, like, no, like, I'll have to check that out. Like, um... Like, the stand-up was really good, and I just love, like... Like, I was watching the stand-up, and I was keeping in mind what I recommended for you, and I thought it was just, like, really cool how... Uh... They sort of intertwined with each other in certain aspects. And at least, you know, at least for at least for my viewing. And the big thing was just the agency... And the urgency of both of the pieces, and how they approach it differently, um, where uh, and that's what I think ultimately makes "Gone Home" a, a successful game, and uh, and makes that stand up a, a successful one for for Carlin is uh, are those traits with "Gone Home" basically uh, making forcing you to become the urgent player mm-hmm. because of. Of how you're interacting with the environment where it builds that sense of urgency within yourself when you said that like I was just dying because I played I played late at night I thought it was you know Like I was like, oh man, I'm gonna like yeah I I have like resident evils and and horror games and silent hills or whatever Mm -hmm. and I was like man I'm gonna get spooked. I'm gonna get spooked tonight and you know (laughs) I'm gonna die in a pair of boxers because I scared myself half to death playing this game and Um, but because of the urgency and you don't know where the story is going and with, and with Carlin's with, with back in town, the you never quite know where that's going either. And that sense of urgency really keeps you, um, captivated as an audience member experiencing that for the first time
1: and so i mean kind of going to that urgency too like and calling back to the the replay factor that i you know contemplated whether or not it has it the more i think about it the more it definitely does because there's a a handful of game elements now that i know like i've played all the way through that i never that i didn't take Mm -hmm. advantage of in the game because again you're going into the house you don't know who's there um Obviously, in the end, you know it's your your solo. Um, but there's, as with VCR tapes scattered everywhere, VHS tapes scattered everywhere, but no VCRs, there's plenty of cassette tapes scattered everywhere and an abundance of cassette players that you can play things in. Um, mm-hmm. And so uh, there's a lot of, um, like, mixtapes and things like that that get made for the, the characters and, and some of the things there. Um, and you can pop them in, and they'll start playing and everything. But I never... Let them play a couple (laughs) seconds at a time because again, Mm -hmm. I figured somebody was going to jump out at me because I was playing a tape at two in the morning, like in in game time, and I was going to shit myself and scare myself and die (laughs) on the couch like staring at the, the screen um so now going through and, and knowing that um nothing is essentially a trigger for something just come out and jump me um i would kind of go back and listen to the, the different tapes based on you know the which mixtape it is and things like that and kind of see how um it would grow with the story because again like at the time that said it and i mean that's what i was doing i was making mixtapes and all of that stuff and you know it's there's a, a very uh there's an urgency um to to want to grow up and experience the world and do all that stuff, and a lot of that is done through uh you know the the punk music of the time and and things like yep. that so um there's there's definitely some some replay aspects there to walk through and kind of uh go back and 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 play with some more of the ancillary elements of the game, but ones that I kind of um uh passed over uh for uh you know uh my own survival uh as well as uh <laughs> as well as uh, expediency but uh so there, there are a couple more pieces there that i would i would go back to and, mm-hmm. and look at again
0: absolutely yeah like there's so much like uh, there was a lot there and it and it it just comes back to like you know the starting to capture that idea of that stuff as both of those mediums as, like, art forms. And, like, it's just so interesting because we're in the day and age where, like, we've been exposed to... There's so many there's so many technological advancements uh, that are still happening um, in, in that. And with both of those mediums, like, you know, you wouldn't look at Super Mario Bros and be like, oh, man, this game is, like... This game affects me on yeah. a personal level, and you know, unless you like uh, jumping on flagpoles or something.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like I hate turtles too. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> and um, you know, and with with Carlin, like I mean, I've watched. You know, I thought it was so interesting because the first thing that came to mind when I saw when I saw Carlin was I was like, man, why is Carlin dressed like Bill Hicks? Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, What I remember, you know, but it was like Bill Hicks was kind of that guy who was a super pioneer, too. Exactly. Where, and, you know, and it's just one of those things where it's about that, you know, I think Hicks died in 94, 95. And it's that thing where it's just coming down and it's like, man, you know, these, it's like you're starting to watch the beginnings of both of these, like, things actually start to really come together as art forms. And, like and especially to take the certain like certain approaches and sort of be pioneers in a way. Mm-hmm. And with that being said, like I believe culturally, the Carlin standup is subst- substantially much more culturally important mm-hmm. than Gone Home. Um, but you know, just the uh, interactive storytelling of Gone Home is you know, uh, which is is pretty good and really captivating. And, um. Has sort of been, it's sort of been blazing a trail itself where there's a game that's similar to it called Firewatch. Okay. And, um, which I have not played yet. Um, I've watched a couple sort of loose reviews, uh, mentioned, but I am very interested in playing it and I missed the the physical copy release, my chance to buy physical copy, so I'll have to, uh, to download it if I can't find it, which I hate digital media, but, (laughs) um, download digital media media download it only you know because at some point you know i'm gonna make you press this these podcasts into into vinyl Mm -hmm. uh, (laughs) um but yeah it's just like so i was like i I thought that was like really interesting and um and i especially thought uh both of them both of those pieces uh were incredibly poignant for the time (laughs) for this for this time that we're in right now too um, <laughs> where, you know, sometimes folks forget that people are people and, uh, both, I, both of them are really grounding in a way. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, so I thought that was, I thought that was, that was neat. Um, but man, I'm excited. I'm excited for the next one of the these we do.
1: Yeah. We can, uh, we can either, uh, take some take it kind of week to week um, or like Mm -hmm. every other week or alternate. But um, I mean, there's, there's definitely uh, some, uh, some good, uh, I would say kind of meat to meet to sink our teeth into there for uh, a lot of different uh, types of topics. And uh, as, as much as uh, our, uh, interests do overlap. We, we definitely have some unique areas of interest as well. Um, Mm -hmm. so there's definitely things to kind of see what we would do to expand and and kind of go from there.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Like there's, you know, I'm thinking of all the poems and I usually, so, uh, it'd be good. One of these podcasts I think we're going to do is we're probably going to have to do an idiot's guide to poetry, um, where I base, where I basically just talk about, uh, about how, uh, about how I, what, like, how I approach poets because, believe it or not, um, <laughs> when I found out, as I found out, when you go to grad school, you can approach it wrong. Uh, <laughs> and uh, <laughs> there's a lot of stuff, which a lot of stuff with that where um, always like a good starting point um, mm-hmm. for folks and, and that. But I was like, man, I'm like, I, I could recommend this and this. And I always have to start, I always start off recommended poets and poems whenever i do i don't do it often i'm not one of those guys one of those poets who's just constantly talking about poets and and poetry i'm also not one of those writers who's like constantly talking about like writing either like um because i think that can be pretty insufferable
1: (laughs) well I, i think that would be a good just good exposure uh in general um since generally like when you think of poetry um like i mean I, I end up having a lot of, um, uh, experience like more recently than kind of in the past, but, uh, with a lot of spoken word poetry, slam Mm -hmm. poetry, things like that. So a lot of, um, non-traditional styles of poetry from what I, at least what I would coin growing up with, um, whereas, Mm -hmm. you know, like growing up in, in school and everything, like it was iambic pentameter and everything was rhyming and all of that stuff, um, as opposed to so much more out there that, you know, that's not everything that's defined there. Um, so there, there's a lot there that, uh, I, I very much, uh, uh, Kind of have dug into over the past couple of years for a lot of spoken word poetry and slam poetry and events and and uh, things like that. Um, that are, I mean, it's a lot of that stuff is just as like emotional and evocative as you know a lot of the hard rock concerts and stuff that I go to. So it's it's mm-hmm. definitely um, eye opening for people who, not necessarily consciously pigeonhole it uh, but just have never been given the opportunity to look at it in a more uh kind of broad spectrum so i think that would be that would yeah. be definitely a good
0: topic yeah like i hate telling folks that i write poems um because of like the specific thing like oh you write poems well uh
1: what's a rhyme you know, that, what's a word that rhymes with banana
0: and i'm like i don't do that
1: <laughs> exactly
0: <laughs> like you know In well, say anybody was. Or good. I was saying in case anybody's curious like modern poetry is not like anything that's been like produced and in modern poetry is not like nothing you're familiar with um which is really weird there's no rhyming anymore um there's not a lot of form like people do people write in that but I pentameter fucking a yeah yeah well, I mean,
1: it's very similar to uh, a lot of what Pete Holmes says, and uh, and other comedians, even like Hardwick and stuff like that. That I mean, are on podcasts and and that we listen to, where like mm. they hate being somewhere and saying like, "Oh, well, I'm a comedian," because then it's like, "Oh, well, you're a comedian. Tell me a joke. Do something funny." Yeah, and it's just yeah. it's it it's like, no, that's not the way it works. Um, and so it, it's very much. Uh, I, I can very much uh, uh, kind of see how you would re- relate and appreciate that, yeah. uh, as far as that that interaction. Yeah, like, <laughs> to,
0: oh, you write a poem. Write me something pretty. Like, yeah, I, that's the one that that's the one that gets me. Um, <laughs> people write write me something. Oh, oh, like back in high school when I was first experimenting with poetry. I, I've been experimenting on and off since like eighth grade with poetry and um, and I say experimenting because like I was doing it all wrong, and uh, it often took place and <laughs> a lot of lot of shame, and um, uh
1: roses are red, violets are blue, <laughs> you're only breathing because it's illegal to kill you,
0: okay, here you go, <laughs> yeah, 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 like, um, no, so you know, just just on and off about that, but um, yeah, I just people just be like, write me a poem. And it's like, it's not like that. And I run into folks now, um, you know, deal with – and that's like my big thing now is it comes from – it's so weird. I went from, you know, like, oh, poetry is great. Everybody should be able to do it. And I still feel that way to a degree. But to I went to the other extreme where it's like if you're going to do this, you better do it right and i I know folks that write and um this is totally off topic, but like I know folks you know folks that write and stuff, and I'm like, what are you doing what are you, what are you doing you gotta you gotta like like I wrote a poem, and I'm like, you wrote a poem about pirates <laughs> and it's it's a poem about pirates and cli- that that's my response like that's yeah. like, like you know it's you know it's like you wrote a, a poem about pirates filled with cliches. And you're like, isn't this good? And I'm like, I've dedicated so much of my life studying art and studying this specific form of art. You wrote a poem about fucking pirates. Py- it's like a macaroni. It's like, it's like y- you make a popsicle bridge, uh, a, a bridge out of popsicles or some structure out of popsicles, and you go up to an architect and be like, I can do what you do. Yeah, exactly check out the lord the load bearing on this popsicle bridge (laughs) you know it's just and and like that that stuff always irritates me agitates me but you know so now now i'm in the other I'm, i'm on the total other side of that where it's where it's you know you gotta you gotta you gotta if you're gonna do it go big you know go big and and find your truth to write about and that's another thing too Another thing between those those two games is that they uh, the two games, but between Gone Home and, and and Carlin is they both come from a place of truth and honesty, um, at, at least in at least in content.
1: Well, yeah, and that's even with some of the like the character fleshing out and the uh, the kind of progressive <laughs> disclosure of some of the character stuff in in Gone Home. Um, like I, I was I was happy to see how it played out um, as far as some of the character development, and I was you know also even you know, proud to see some of it and and kind of see how things turned out where, um, it was something where, you know, people were kind of being true to themselves and, and, and doing what they needed to, as opposed to, um, it, it being, uh, the central characters being cliched or anything like that. Mm -hmm. Um, since there, there were some other kind of cliche elements in there, um, with some of the kind of secondary characters, but as far as the, the main characters Mm -hmm. being true to themselves and kind of discovering that and, and seeing that. And and it was, it was cool to kind of, to like in that time frame where I was kind of, you know, having the clock ticking against myself to, to have it hit right around the three hour mark for whatever reason. Mm -hmm. Um, uh, mainly because I figured the later it was going to go, the more uh, likely something bad was going to happen, and I was going to scream at like <laughs> two in the morning. Um, but yeah, but I mean, it, it was it was kind of good to uh, it, it gave me a warm feeling playing that to 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 kind of have the character development turn out the the way I had like everything looked like it would, everything I thought it would, and kind of that emotional connection that I that I was pretty cool with.
0: Yeah, it was, you know, and there was a lot of it. Like I've, yeah, like, previously, outside of I don't I don't want to put this game on a pedestal too much, but the uh, previously outside of certain media experiences, um, I have never found a character more relatable than the little sister. Mm-hmm. Um, just absolutely like that was like just like absolutely spot on character work and and um you know i've read a lot of you know i've i've read stuff i've read a lot of po- poets you know a lot of fiction a lot of non-fiction watched a ton of movies a lot of tv i just consume media it's what i do and i've never <laughs> i am the gal <laughs> i am the galactus consumer <laughs> of all media
1: devourer of media
0: <laughs> i you will eat your libraries and and um you know like it was like that's arguably one of the you know at least for me and i think uh, i would say probably top top 20 characterizations of a of like a person uh, or characters i've i've experienced in media um I feel top twenty is fair, probably top thirty, but definitely top thirty, maybe top twenty, um, uh, of just characters of relatability and um, and you know and, and and sorrow and and just a lot of a lot of pain, like, a lot of pain and a lot of hopefulness and a lot of a bit of listlessness and, and hopelessness on top of that too. Absolutely, um, I mean, really complex.
1: I, I haven't been that involved in a story or or that connected with a, uh, definitely a a game story. Um, I mean, there's, there's been a few other stories. I mean, like the the pretty big into Harry Potter and and all of that stuff. So there's a lot of, you know, well done writing there. Um, and a couple other storylines, but uh, as far as all of media, but again, this would be like one of the top stories that, that I've engaged with. Um, I mean, probably since final fantasy seven, um, where mm-hmm. that was a story that I went over my friend's house to watch him play initially because I was just so enthralled with the gameplay and the storyline, all that stuff. I would finish up early in class when I was in ninth grade to to basically go get computer time so I could just look up all the story elements that were you know mm-hmm. kind of progressively being disclosed and, and followed back and stuff like yep. that. And I've replayed that game multiple times specifically for the story. And so it's very similar here where it was, again, the... The the pain of the character, the growth of the character and and Mm -hmm. everything that that was coming at them was something that, you know, like I could relate to and and experience with. And so it was definitely something where um, you see this kind of this person you never meet just kind of fully uh, embodied Mm -hmm. and personified through like interactions with memories and and readings Mm -hmm. and and things like that. And so it was uh, um, a very cool way to attack it uh, in the game.
0: Absolutely. And that's it. That's an idea for another podcast, too, As I was just thinking we come up with uh, our top 10, uh, our top 10 favorite characters across all media or something of that nature um, or, or top 10 uh, best portrayals of character characterization or something of that nature. Because,
1: yeah, that, uh, that's definitely a, a good one, because there's. There's just tons there that I, I could uh, I could definitely go and, and we could sink our teeth into. So that could be one probably closer towards summertime once uh, we have some more time on our hands.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And I know you mentioned Harry Potter. Uh, for for those of us that would be listening and be wondering, uh, what house? Uh,
1: I am um, as much as uh, you know everybody wants to be Gryffindor um, again. I think that the way I described my reactions in uh, the uh, uh, in the flood of earlier and the, the stampede down Clark Street that it's not necessarily uh, the you know <laughs> the uh, unfounded bravery of Gryffindor that that aligns with me. Um, so I, I, I'm more of a Ravenclaw, um, and I, okay. I say that proudly because um, uh, I, I it, there's too much a uh, kind of dastardly deeds that, that go with Slytherin. Um, and, uh, just the, uh, there's a lot of people I know that identify as Hufflepuff and, you know, they're Hufflepuff to a T. Um, but <laughs> I, I've, uh, I, I've identified with Ravenclaw and the handful of friends that I know that, um, are just as huge into uh, the Potterverse and stuff like that. They uh, they've identified as uh, as Ravenclaw as well through a couple of the the Sorting Hat tests and stuff like that. So um, I, I unfortunately haven't gotten to to see uh, Fantastic Beasts yet. Um, although from where I'm recording this, I'm looking at uh, a wand, uh, uh, an official Newt Scamander wand uh, that was Ooh. given out at Comic Con um, and was actually handed to me by uh, Eddie Redmayne. Um, so that that's very awesome, but I, so I, I don't yet have uh, the understanding or the acknowledgement of the uh, American uh, no, uh, houses, um, but as as far as the the original Potterverse, I, I definitely am uh, a proud Ravenclaw um, and looking to get some uh, some cool uh, Ravenclaw cosplay for uh, some eventual stuff here.
0: I uh, as it would be no surprise to anyone, I am a hundred percent Ravenclaw. Um, I, to the point where, like, let me just tell you my experience with the sorting, with the sorting hat on on Pottermore. Um, So I took it once and was like, I'm going to end up in Ravenclaw because, like, I just, uh, because I know me. And I know what the house, you know, the traits of the house. And I was like, I'm going to end up in Ravenclaw. I wonder if I can skew this test. And I don't know if you're if you if you're familiar with the sorting test on Pottermore, but it's sort of hard to skew, but you can sort of figure it out. Mm-hmm. And um, But it's also, like, super random. And I was like, oh, well, I ended up in Ravenclaw. And then I took it again, like, purposely trying not to skew it by, like, creating another account on Pottermore mm-hmm. to see if I still ended up in Ravenclaw, and I did. <laughs> which is, like, which in hindsight, which is the total Ravenclaw thing to do, where it's, like, okay, Sorting Hat, like, we know this is going to be the outcome, but did we double-check our work? <laughs> and, and it's, like, oh, yeah, we're here. And, like, God, I've always been, I've always been, like, I've always been Ravenclaw. Well, it's very similar like,
1: to me where everything... Uh, across Pottermore and like other sites and like going to Comic-Con and some other stuff like there's, and down at Disney, like there's other options like to, to kind of do ad- additional tests. And like, like the <laughs> first one was like 60, 40 Ravenclaw versus Gryffindor and like every other time, whether like I'm doing it consciously or, or subconsciously, it just skews more and more towards like uh, converging towards a hundred percent for, uh, for Ravenclaw. Um, so yeah. it's it, it's like, there's no doubt in my mind where that's just kind of, that's what it is
0: yeah and and like thinking about it too like like a lot of folks a lot of folks like to say that they're ravenclaw but like i could very easily see myself being like i'm not a gryffindor like i I don't i would i wouldn't do very well in that house um but i could see i can see the benefits of being incredibly cunning uh as the Slytherins. i can see the benefits of that but you know, uh, as with the whole art thing, like I'm just so firmly stuck in, like I'm so firmly stuck in a Ravenclaw mm-hmm. that it, it's kind of a bummer. Like I can't even and like, can't even joke about Pufflepuff. Well, like, that's what
1: for me, is, is comparing other houses. Like I, could, I could very easily see Gry- Gryffindor, um, but it would definitely be a. uh you know, I, I'm not tooting any horn or anything and not saying, like, I'd be as, you know, as brave as Harry or anything, but it, I would be uh, the dumbfounded uh, saving my friend's ass uh, version of Ron. Um, that would just be like, OK, well, I'm not going to let you, you know, kill yourself alone. So let's figure this out and not try to get you killed by monsters or something Um so I mean, so there's there's you know the bravery of Gryffindor there. That's not just uh, running headfirst into something, but you know not backing out because uh, you think otherwise. So uh, there's definitely a lot of the, uh, you know, Gryffindor qualities to me. But I think uh, again, it's kind of uh, Ravenclaw just pulls it out in the end and is uh, something that is is you know reconfirmed over and over again. But That's obviously like, a, a I, topic I, we could we could do for a whole podcast is just our experience with Harry Potter.
0: Oh, I know, man. Yeah. Oh, you know, for some folks, like it's one of those. Yeah. Yeah. I'll, we'll, I'll leave it for that. But a uh, small here, here's my uh, here's my my daily uh, my 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 yearly dig here at Hufflepuff. So I don't know if I told you this, but I, I made a joke at work um, about how a girl on the Girl Scout box of cookies seemed like too into like the picture that was being taken. <laughs> And I was like – I'm like this can't like – I'm sitting there because she's like 12. She's like way into the picture and like nobody else in the picture is like even into it. Like some of the girls aren't even smiling. Mm -hmm. And I was like – I'm like this girl's best moment in her life cannot be just being on a box of Girl Scout cookies. Exactly. And like my coworkers got like really offended by it. And I was like – I'm like I'm just saying you don't want to peak at 12. (laughs) And they're like, what's so bad about that? And I was like, I'm working with a whole bunch of Hufflepuffs. (laughs) (laughs) That was like my internal response. And I was like, man, I'm like, guys, peaking at 12? Come on. (laughs) But yeah, they were just. (laughs) What's so wrong? Don't make fun of that girl in that box, Donald. Yeah, I'll make fun of who I want.
1: (laughs) But. Well, I think that'll about uh, wrap it up for this week. Uh, I think so. I've got to go uh, see if I can Amazon Prime now a canoe so I can get to my closet in the uh, in the guest room. Um, <laughs> this is- so if if they can drop one here in an hour, I, I can. Uh, get the stuff out so i mean thankfully the flooding in that room there there were no magic cards that were harmed in the in mm-hmm. the, the great flood today so uh that's a that's a a positive but uh that was also one of the first things i double checked was all the places that cards are was that water was not coming down anywhere near them so uh yeah. that's at least a, a first step there yep <laughs>
0: i was gonna say it's just an indoor pool that's all it is well yeah it's, it's like, a it's a nice pool on the 28th floor
1: with a, a good view of the southern side of chicago so yeah you know
0: I also uh, Before we go I also want to mention I found this article um, That showed up In my Facebook feed uh, From the Blaze About the uh, special Snowflake Awards uh, Which We have a mutual The reason it showed up in my feed was because a mutual friend Commented on it yeah, I
1: I saw that too when I was coming (laughs) home today in traffic I, I wasn't able to dig into it But that's what I saw that was there
0: and uh, so I, I looked at it and I chuckled and I immediately thought of um, of was it, Tommy, uh, Tommy Lauren, because I was totally going to nominate her just kind of like because she totally does have a lot of uh, a lot of uh, snowflake responses to her stuff. Mm-hmm. But apparently they're only going to make fun of liberals. Yeah, and it's, uh, so so that, oh.
1: that was funny with uh with our, our mutual friend commenting on it where you know it, it, there's no open endedness to the survey to actually add her as the snowflake so. <laughs>
0: yeah, so I uh, I thought that was pretty funny, and then I read that, and I was like, I'm like, like it's one of those things. Every once in a while, you're like, man, that's why we're friends, <laughs> like because uh our mutual friend saw the same exact thing that I did. Oh man that was so funny. But yes. So, yeah,
1: oh. or yeah, I'll let, I'll let you close this out then.
0: Yes. So, uh a quick shout out to um yeah, I've got some I got stuff for after the podcast real quick. But um uh, a quick shout out to our mutual friend uh Jim uh, who uh helped bring into the world a beautiful uh, little baby girl. Oh, yes, uh, yes. Earlier uh, today congrats so uh, a newfound father so uh congratulations uh uh jim and uh that means probably won't be seeing you at fnm uh <laughs> for the foreseeable future but uh that'll be exciting and uh, i'm excited for you um and let's see any other shout outs uh play the playthrough convention uh if you happen to be in raleigh and listening uh, i will most likely be on the floor at the uh uh play-through convention this weekend. Uh most likely uh playing some kind of arcade game or so cuz all the arcade stuff's free to play there. So uh shout out to that and uh you know like tell, if you think if anybody you think of anybody that would enjoy us, you know, let them know. Uh keep an eye out on social media. We're all getting all getting uh, caught up here and we appreciate you listening.
1: Yep, absolutely. So with, with that, uh, I think wrapping everything up um, for another week. We we ran long this week, but I think there's a lot of good conversation, and uh, I, uh, I I like the the media swap. So we'll have to keep digging there and and seeing yeah. things that are uh, both fun and exploratory at the same time. So, yep, okay. <laughs> with that, we'll uh, we'll call it a night and uh, see everybody next week.
0: Adios. Please listen carefully.